ESPN 580 Orlando's live, local, and loud. Final hour of the night, live, local, and loud here on ESPN 580. Nikki Football here with Jerry it's Daniels so and Heath Ziggler's joining us too, hanging out in the Victory Casino Cruises.com studios, home of the only legal sports book in Central Florida. You can. Get in touch with the show at 844-225-5580. Text is 21232. Also on Twitter at ESPN580. Nick, and at the Jerry Daniels. if you want to still talk about the Kawhi trade, you can do that. Uh, we're going to move on to uh, – we're going to move on here a little bit in the second hour. We'll talk Tiger Woods. The Open Championship begins tomorrow. Like, what, 1 a.m.? Mm-hmm. Like, it's early, early, no, it's, early golf. because they're of course there. They're, of course, across the pond. Uh, one phone call Tiger Woods should make tonight – before the Open Championship begins. I'll tell you what that is coming up. But the ESPYs is tonight. Yeah. And I've, I... I forgot about it. I'm a, comp- I'm a company man, Jerry. I, I am. know you I, I think that you would, you would agree with that, right? Through and through. I'm a company I, I man. I think you're an ESPN guy. But you're paid by ESPN. I'm under contract. Well, I mean, like, no, I'm... So I don't really care. I'm not even paid by ESPN. Well, no, no, ESPN, you're paid by yes. the affiliates. Yes. Da, da, da. Yeah, of course I am. I'm a company man. I'm yeah. a Cox Media guy. I'm an ESPN guy. You can watch, by the way, the ESPYs on WFTV Channel 9 tonight, beginning at 8 o'clock. If you enjoy that, go ahead. I hate award shows. I've I've, really I've said this about the NBA award show, the Oscars, the Grammys, How do you hate the, the MTV awards. They all just are, they're boring. It's a bunch of people sitting in a room, patting each other on the back. I'm just not into it. I'm not. It's drawn out. It's anticlimactic. Most of the time, we know the winners of the awards way ahead. I find very little interest in these types of things. And I think even more, it would be more interesting if you just pulled the room on each award. Give me some animosity. Give me something. Like Almost like this was American Idol. Yeah, sure. What what is it? uh, Remember Who Wants to Be a Millionaire when they would just pull the audience? That's what I would rather. Yeah. Just do that. Because there is very little reason, in my mind, I have very little intrigue in the ESPYs tonight. They really tonight, should do that. Other than the cause that the ESPYs is for. Of course, the Jimmy V Foundation uh, for Cancer Re- Research. It's a great cause. You should go online. You should donate money. Uh, but the the actual broadcast has very little draw for me. I'm not into it. I'm just not. Now, every it's year, entertainment, every year, yes, it's just not, inter- I don't find it entertaining. And I said, if you want to watch it, go ahead, Channel 9, WFTV, 8 o'clock. I'm trying to be such as, a great sales pitch. I'm trying to be as, <laughs> I'm well, watching. Here's the thing. Yeah. I'm trying to be as, just tell you who, I'm always honest, all right? I'm just trying to be honest here. I'm I know, I'm you. on the back end of that usually. I know, but I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to wait. be as honest as I can be while still telling you, listen, if you want to watch it, go to FTV Channel 9. But every year you ask me this question. When it comes to and go ahead, ask ask the question. How do you fix the ESPYs? Oh, see, like and I, you can't for me. <laughs> I know how. Like you can't. Oh, can. ooh, ooh, he's got an idea. Okay, yeah. So all right, go ahead. I'm quit, on the edge of my seat. I bet. <laughs> quit having MLB. It's not you, just so you know. Right. Quit having MLB awards, the NBA awards, the NFL awards, and then have the ESPYs determine all of them. That's the only way it would work, right? Yeah, because, but those leagues are never going to let ESPN control TNT that. is gladly going to give that up. Yeah. We're speaking hypothetically here, right? This is how you fix it right? in an unperfect world, right? I hate the NBA awards. But aren't the ESPYs just an award show of award shows? Yeah. So, here, so here's – can I can I read the de- – this is, this is how ESPN – not us. Like ESPN actually defines the ESPYs. It, it was the worst description I've ever seen in my last life. 
This irreverent award show sees A-list celebrities from music, film, and comedy rubbing shoulders with top-tier athletes at a celebration of sports and pop culture. That is how ESPN describes its own award show. That's horrible. Like, whoever wrote that needs to be drawn and quartered. That's when you... That's really bad anyways. But you don't want to be drawn and quartered. Anyways, my point is, is, is that... I don't know how you fix it unless you make it more entertaining. And you and I might agree on this. The way you make it more entertaining is you stick someone back in the hosting job who is ready to make these type A personalities, these A-list celebrities feel a little bit uncomfortable. I like it. Make them sweat. Make them sweat. Make them sweat. They're used to sweating to get their way on the field, the court, the ice. Make them do it in a three-piece tuxedo with a bow tie on. Make them sweat. Okay, you got to give me something here. You'll never get the athletes to show up then, and that's really the problem with this. Your point... With the ESPN brand, if you sign Nike and you tell Nike, get them here. The The point that you're making is extremely valid, and that's the reason why we don't see more entertainment from this or any whatsoever in my mind, but... Uh, the thing that I just don't like about this is like everybody makes everyone makes nice during it. Oh, you know, everyone's friends. I mean, Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant are at the same show. Well, we know those two don't like each other. Tonight we'll have Peyton Manning and Tom Brady there, let's say, and those two guys, as we saw from Tom from uh what, Tom Brady's emails, he's not a big Peyton Manning fan, made fun of the fact that he was near the end of his career. So I would like to see more animosity in this. You just can't do it in an award show. They do it everywhere. The Oscars do it. No, no, they don't. Have you not watched the opening monologue for the Oscars? No. Rip City. It's Rip City. It is 100% Rip City. And they're doing it to actors who are probably bigger celebrities. Yes, and that's the case that you're making here. They should do that. I'm saying they're never going to do that because the athletes will say, I don't need this. Like the the actors that go to that to the Oscars, they're part of the 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 guild, the the actors sure. screen guild or whatever the heck it's called. The athletes that go to this, they're just there to have an, an entertaining. So evening. here's how you fix it: you say that we're going to give cash prizes to the foundation <laughs> of the player if they show up and they win the award. So they have to be there to accept their award. Yes. Yes. What, what, what if so? You have what is those awards? Okay, but, you have to be present to win. Okay, but you have to say so you have four or five guys nominated for one yeah. award. One of them probably knows they're getting it, right? So the other four don't show up. So you still stop have doing that. You don't tell them ahead of time who's going to win it, and you give away a couple booby prizes. You give away prizes to people because they're not going to get the main prize. I cannot think have, about one thing I care about less. How do you give a prize to someone that's making thirty million a year? Yeah, because you're giving it to their charity. They're giving it to their foundation. Like a gift basket, like with I, some chocolate I, in it. I got it. Okay, so the the MVP and I'm I've, really I sorry his name's not coming to my mind. The MVP last night for the All Star game. Help me out, Mike Trout. It was oh, a Trout. last night? Yeah, yeah. I think Trout. Won yeah, it was last Trout. Night. Okay, yeah. um, Trout didn't care about getting a Camaro, and he didn't care about getting that ZR1 pickup truck, but. It meant a lot to him that he got to give the Camaro to his mother. And I think that's how you get into this. What you do is you make the award about something beyond money that the player cares about. And I think if you can translate that into something that the player cares about that transcends their own ego, 
something that they're willing to embrace, which is in some cases family, unless you're LeBron James. Like I don't want to bring up the third tier again. Then that's the situation where you're going to be able to rope them into a situation where they're basically part of a roast. This could become the largest annual roast of A-list athletes and in the I world. And I agree with you. It's just not going to happen. If you do it around charity. Here's the thing. It, you, it used to happen. It used to happen. They had Norm McDonald on there. Everyone was uncomfortable. They said, no, we're not going to do this, okay? They had, they, they've had plenty of opens where people have kind of poked fun, and still people shy away from that. I, I, don't, I don't think that in these types of environments today, we see stand-up comedians like Jerry Seinfeld not doing as many events as they used to because everyone wants to get offended. I, I, don't, I don't think there's a world where this is possible. Like, you're pitching a whole thing for charity. Listen, in a perfect world, but it's all crap. These guys don't care. Like I'm not, I'm not. Here's the, I'm not going to show up to a party where I think I'm going to get made fun of. Those guys don't have a sense of humor about it. They don't. We saw that with Kevin Durant and the whole cupcake thing. I mean, we've seen it with Russell Westbrook. We've seen it with all these guys. The egos don't allow them to laugh. In at my little world, I'm at a point of what I will call success. Okay, so I obviously to be That's successful be in this world. Oh. I'm sorry. Shut What's up. it like, by the way? Can you just tell me what it's like for a minute, please? Tell us. Oh man. So, so in that little you, world you of feel success like you get, that I have, are you off a hamster wheel for a minute? Is that is? It, just tell me. I just want to know. My legs are tired. My, here. my point is, is that. You have to, to have some success in life. You have to have an ego. Ego is what drives you because you believe in yourself. I would embrace this. I get roasted for a living. You roast me every day. Literally live, local, and loud is a two-hour roast of Jerry Daniels every day. Jerry Daniels dropping the I don't believe in Beatles. I only believe in me. I don't mind the hamster wheel, by the way. It's getting the water out of that bottle. Let's go to James in Orlando. James, you're up next. You're on live, local, and loud. What's up, James? Not much, man. Okay, first and foremost, Nick is correct. The work shows in general are horrible. Absolutely horrible. I've watched about two minutes combined of every award show ever, and that's generally when I... <laughs> well, how do you know they're horrible, James, if you're not watching them? Life experience. But that said, but that said, last year, I think it was last year when Peyton Manning did the opening on the SB. It was hilarious. Uh, he was absolutely ripping everyone. When he called out Kevin Durant for jumping teams, comparing them to the uh, women's uh, uh, Olympic gymnastics team um the whole skit with brady's grandmother um everything that was made to feel uncomfortable durant looked like he was going to get up and walk out he was so pissed when he got called out for jumping teams so i would say if it's really good you can find out later you can google it watch it on youtube but otherwise wasting time to watch the whole show nah yeah i got better things to do yeah i listen i remember the peyton one last year because i remember we played the cuts of it from peyton manning last year peyton did a really good job once every five years, it's good. Once every half decade. But that's that's because people shy away from it. We're a year late, though, man. Those Papa John jokes would have been really good this year oh, with Peyton Manning at the host. They, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually... I. <laughs> Sorry, but they would be. I, You know, I, I think you're right. I think they would have been great. Let's go to Tony in Orlando. Tony, you're up next. It's Live Local and Wow. What's up, Tony? Hey, um... Who won the World Series last year? Uh, so last year would have been... The Houston uh, Astros. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know a guy named Lance Bregman? Ah, there we go. That's who we were looking for. Bre- Bregman, <laughs> Bregman won the All-Star MVP? I'm, the All-Star MVP. Oh, yeah, excuse yeah, yeah. me. I, for some reason, I That's thought it was right. Trout. 
Well, we wouldn't know because if Trout had won it, it would have been tumbleweeds coming through the field and no one would have known why, better. Why did I say Trout? Because I, I have it sitting right in front of me. That's the first time too. Trout got fame for anything. Yeah, you're right. I, I don't, you're right because Bregman hit the home run on the top yeah, of the 10th yeah, yeah. inning. So you're, you're, you're definitely Trout, right, Tony. Trout's won the MVP three or four times already in the seven years he's been there. Yeah, no, 100% so, right. Yeah, we're wrong on that one. Okay. I for some Good reason, job, Tony. Yeah, Tony, thanks for keeping us honest, man. Um, By the way, do we have a high coefficient of Tonys that listen to this show? We do. We do. It's a, it's a very high amount. <laughs> yes. Male carriers and Tonys. We're number one Which with male carriers and Tonys. you can almost say it might be common. Uh, 844-225-5580. <laughs> oh. Text is 21232. Uh, one phone call Tiger Woods should make before he tees off tomorrow Ooh, at the I Open like Championship. Who that phone call is to and what he should say is next. It's live, local, and loud. This is ESPN 580 Orlando's live, local, and loud. Some breaking news here. Uh, Manny out. Machado gets traded. Yeah, Machado headed to... The Houston Astros. So uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just read about the Astros here and right. and we know what you meant. Manny Machado's head of the Dodgers. Yeah. Should I start this segment over? Yeah. Live, local, and loud. He's Jerry Daniels. I'm Nick Grunner with Snicky Football. Uh, our buddy Heath Ziegler is with us. Uh, so Manny Machado, this just yeah. breaking now. We had heard there were snags with the Manny Machado trade uh, in terms of some of the Dodgers' prospects having issues passing their physicals, but it seems as if the Orioles' third base or shortstop is now headed uh, to the Dodgers. So that deal is done. And that's the big question about Kawhi. Do we find out tomorrow if Kawhi was never traded because he failed the physical? Well, that's that's the question about Kawhi. Like, does he pass the physical or not? Yeah. He If he really doesn't want to go to Toronto, <laughs> man, that knee is... We already know he could fake an injury. That knee yeah. is sore, man. <laughs> that knee is sore. Uh, you want to get in touch, you can. 844-225-5580. Kawhi just shows up to that physical in one of those neck things like he's coming <laughs> to trial. Just no, all he's going to do is get off the airplane one like the Grant ne- Hill did yeah. here in Orlando. He's got, he's got he comes in on crutches. Like, what'd you guys think you were getting? You know what's good for that? What's that? Icy hot. Oh, how about that? Yeah. Shaq, give Shaq He's a got call. half of it up there. Uh, so the Open Championship starts tomorrow. Um, I used to, I, I used to, we used to have it here on ESPN 580 when ESPN had the radio rights for the Open Championship and it would air at like five o'clock in the morning or something yeah. like that. One of my first jobs here, actually. Working at ESPN 580 when I got out of college was we had to manually run the board during those broadcasts. So when we would go to a commercial break, it wasn't automated. So I had to come in at about quarter to five in the morning and I would work that morning shift. And I'm so glad that I don't have to do that anymore because it was really, really early in the morning. But the winner, did you? how much do you guys think the winner of the Open Championship gets? I don't think it's a big purse. It is. It is. It's a, it's a. It's quite the purse. Why? In U.S. or pounds? Um, that's a, no. I, I have it in U.S. dollars here. Okay. One point eight five million. No, that's two, way off. What? That's way off in terms wow, of money. It's a big one. It is ten point two five million dollars. The no, no, whole no, 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 purse no, 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 no. or that, just for? Oh, I'm sorry. Purse. The total purse. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm talking about the total oh, purse. God. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me get the number that the winner gets. But um, well, yeah, I was talking about the purse, the total price. Yeah, money. I would say it's probably two million. Okay. Um, but. The fact is that a lot of conversation has been made about Tiger Woods going into the Open Championship tomorrow. He's not expected to win, actually, especially after he missed the cut yeah. at the U.S. Open. And I told you this coming into the into the segment, Tiger Woods should make one phone call before he tees off tomorrow. And I believe... To the what, captain of his yacht, say, please stay in Fort Lauderdale. So he tees off at 1021 a.m. tomorrow morning, uh, 
in the Open Championship, and I'm trying to see where that is actually broadcasted, but it doesn't really matter. No, the the, the phone call should be to Tim Fincham, and who is the PGA mm. commissioner, and he should say to Tim, he should say to Tim, hey, I want you to conference in our television partners, okay? Tiger Woods has been the biggest draw in golf 100%. his entire career. Yep. He should call those guys up and he should say, you know what? I've looked at the numbers. I'm worth more to you guys if I play you than if I do don't. It. And you, sh- you guys should pay me equal to what the winner gets for this tournament. You look at the numbers. So let's say that the winner of the Open Championship, we'll call it a cool $3 million, okay? Tiger should say, you know what? I'll take anywhere between 2 and $3 million. It's pay to play with TW from now on. You don't know how much longer you're going to have me, but I am the well, he turkey. He does, does it in Dubai. I'm the turkey that everyone comes to see at these tournaments. You go up and down the uh, the television ratings for, for tournaments that Tiger Woods has played in. This year, from Torrey Pines to the Honda Classic to Bay Hill to the Masters to the Players to the to the U.S. Open, the television ratings are staggering yeah. in terms of how much they it's are. Not up double when it's, Tiger Woods plays. No quintuple. Torrey Pines up seventy five percent on Saturday, thirty yeah. percent on Sunday. The Honda Classic just about fifty percent uh, when he played at uh, in Tampa Bay. What, what tournament was the Valspar? Valspar? The Valspar in Tampa Saturday. The TV ratings were up 155%, 193% on Sunday because he was sniffing the lead on NBC. Bay Hill Invitational here in Orlando, up 129% on Sunday on NBC. Let's just go to... Uh, and he was out of it by Sunday. He was out of it. The U.S. Open on Thursday and Friday when he missed the cut, they were still up 50% on Thursday, and he was way out of it on Friday, up 15%. When he played at the National, 143% on Saturday, 92% on Sunday. Tiger Woods, we talk about movers he and shakers moved the needle on the, on the Masters. Yes. You talk about, I have the Masters here, up 23% on Saturday, 16% on Sunday for in these tournaments okay, that so Tiger Woods Okay, so here's what you need to know. There has been one round. I just want to make sure I get this in. One round in the 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, let's say 18 rounds that Tiger has played uh, this year where the TV ratings have not been up. And that was the Sunday at the Memorial where they were down 16% and they were going, uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember what that was. He was just way out of it. But the fact is, there are movers and shakers in sports, Jerry, that no matter what, people are going to tune in to see. LeBron James is like that. Michael Jordan was like that. Tiger Woods is kind of the greatest of them all. And Serena this, does the same Serena, thing. Serena, Serena, a good one. At this point in his career, Tiger should call them up and say, listen, I'm only going to be around for so much longer. You guys should get everything you can, but I am not going to play another competitive hole. I have the money until you guys pay me what I'm worth, and that is what well, the winner Ilana is. Has the money, but. What that that yeah, you're right. His <laughs> wife has the money. His ex-wife, excuse me. But from now on, Tiger yeah. should say, "Hey, listen, you want me? Just like a great DJ, a great comedian, they get a part of the door in who they draw in. Tiger Woods should be getting part of the door." All right, now. all right. Here's what you don't know: this conversation's actually happened. I have it on good authority within Orlando. Obviously, you know, there's a few people in Orlando that are close to Tiger's camp. This conversation has happened. The problem is, is there's strict rules with the USGA and the PGA about paying players to show up to events. Now, in the European tour, Asian tour, this is not frowned sure, Tiger upon. Tiger does it every year to go to Dubai. It, and stuff it's like not that, even yeah. in the same conversation. But in, in America, on the PGA tour with the USGA, they're not going to do that. So what happened was, is Tiger 
brought up this idea with Phil, then fine. They don't want to pay us. Let's do our O's. Mm-hmm. Um, Tiger's own little tournament he does with Tavistock and the, that charity event that kicks off the, the season. Hero. Yeah, that, that's basically I'm going to pay Tiger. So he's kind of trying to do that. I mean, sponsorship exemptions and all that. When they do the uh, the the what's the uh, the things they do on Wednesday? Help me out here on every what those those pro-ams. The pro-ams, pro-ams. Yeah. All of those programs are just an excuse to pay Tiger. But you can only pay him so much. Listen, the guys played 20 rounds on broadcast television this season, and all but one has posted an increase in ratings and viewership. I mean, we call it the Tiger effect. Uh, it is it is in perfect example here this season. And if I were him, I'd call up. I'd say, I don't care what the rules are. A duffel bag of cash should show up in my room before I play, and then I will tee off. If not, if not, and that's why I'm saying, get the TV partner on board, Tim Fincham get on board. We have a lot. They made a whole movie about this, you know. Which one? Bagger Vance. Yeah. The Legend of Bagger Vance. Legend of Bagger Vance was literally about this subject. Very yeah. underrated golf movie. I love it. They went around the country playing exhibitions. Yeah. That's With all they bags did. of cash. And yeah. do you remember when <laughs> Tiger was really becoming Tiger and he was captivating the world, uh, the whole sports world? They actually had a lot of these primetime events where they had golf events, Battle at the Bridges, Battle at Sherwood. They even brought lights into a course and did a, a TV show where they had two guys, him and Duval, battling each other at night under the lights. So they've already done this before. They can do exhibitions. They, they just can't do it on the tour. Sure. But also, do you really think Tiger, he's so well-respected, right, amongst all of his peers, right? They sure. all look, Either they looked up to him because they're now they're now playing against the guy that got them into golf. Sure. Or the people that grew up playing with him or are the same age. Yeah. They all well-respect him. You never hear really anyone talking badly about, about Tiger. No. You had okay. a few standouts so, so who did. How but- do you think they would talk about him if all of a sudden they know he's getting three on the cut you know, he, he's in on it. He, so he's getting $3 million no matter what. They might be just, okay if it means he's going to show up but, because outside of Adam Scott, I think everybody else realizes the value of Tiger Woods. But I think that Tiger would not let his reputation amongst his peers slip. And I think that there's something about that golf noble game where he's not going to take, he's not going to take money from the gate just because he's there. He's not going to take money just to show up. Eight four four two two five five eight zero. Text is two one two three two. You know why he they should be right okay now? With he it? actually needs it. They should be okay with it because Brooks Kepka cashed in with a two point one million dollar win when he won the uh, the U.S. Open. Patrick Reed nearly two million dollars for winning the Masters. Those numbers are what they are because of one guy and one guy only. That's true. That's Tiger Woods. He has yeah, but put Tiger's the sport always made more off sponsorships than he has off purse wins. Always, that, that, even in the highest part of his career. That's perfectly fine. But all of these sponsors we're seeing, the reason why, like companies like friggin' Puma and and Under Armour are into golf, they're not into golf because of Jordan Spieth and Ricky Fowler. They're into golf because Tiger Woods were the ones that was the one that attracted them first. Those guys, if they find out Tiger's making three million dollars to show up, they should be saying. Man, good thing Tiger showed up. Am I right? Because they're on TV more. Sponsors are seeing them more. Women are seeing them more. You know, I'm just saying they're they're <laughs> at a they're at a higher profile because just one Bryce Harper to show up and one guy showed up. <laughs> to me, golf it should be pay to play from now on for Tiger Woods. I don't care what the rules are. I, I just don't know how you put that into a plan. It's pretty easy. A duffel bag of cash ends up in his room. They're just, not going to do that. They're who, not going to launder money in Nick, the PGA. Nick, Call him up. Are you saying this because you don't think Tiger's playing enough? Not a little bit. Maybe I'm. I don't know. I. You, I, I you it's. Want, it's not. You want more tiger? It's not that. I think it's just more. 
if I'm Tiger, I'm just looking. He's at a it from, waitress at Perkins. I'm he just looking at it from a realistic, from a, a reality standpoint here. Where if I'm Tiger, I'm looking around. I'm like, I'm worth all this money to these guys, and I'm not playing that well right now. But I'm still drawing. Look at the numbers. I should be getting a little bit more here. I'm carrying the sport on my back. If I don't play, nobody watches. I agree with that 100%, but you can't change an entire industry. Tell them to change the rule. Just change the rule. That's their rule. Hey, listen, we don't pay guys to show up. Well, I'm Tiger Woods. Now you do. We'll keep talking about this when we come back. 844-225-5580. Text is 21232. Also, Nick Saban talked about UCF today, the Alabama head coach. Oh, no. Live from... This is ESPN 580 Orlando's live, local, and loud. Alabama head coach Nick Saban talked about UCF, was asked today about the national championship claim. We're going to get to that coming up here. It's live, local, and loud. Nikki Football with Jerry Daniels, Heath Ziegler, Kyle Israel going to join us too. We always want to get his thoughts when we talk uh, college football. We're what, is it 58, uh, 45 days, 40 days away or something like that from uh, college football season? It's right right around the corner Last week we were 50-something, so it would be... We're close. Something. We're getting closer High here. 40s. That's definitely, we're getting closer here. Uh, and UCF, of course, 13-0 and last year. They had the claimed national championship, the self-proclaimed national championship. Uh, and Nick Saban today uh, was asked about it at SEC Media Day. Here is oh, no. Nick Saban with the question. Uh, you had a shared national title under the BCS with LSU. Some would say after they made the playoff that you shared last year with UCF. Now, I know you've been critical of their claim because of the system that's in place, but isn't that an indication that maybe the system is broken again? Uh, I don't think the system is broken. So you're entitled to your opinion. I'm entitled to mine. Uh, we played a very difficult schedule and, and you know lost one game and played against a great Clemson team and a great Georgia team, and nobody else beat both those teams to get where we got. So you can make whatever claim you want to make, and everybody's entitled to do that. But I'm proud of what our team accomplished. I'm not responsible for the system that we're in, uh, and I don't think it's broken. And I think they got the best teams in the playoff, and um, we were happy to be a part of it. So um, that's my opinion. You're entitled to yours. I'm not going to get in an argument about it. So... If you have a solution, you know, maybe you ought to give it to somebody who can do something about it, like conference commissioners and the NCAA leadership and people like that. I'm not in a position to do that. Translation, uh, I'm tired of hearing about this. He was respectful. I don't give a damn about UCF or their self-proclaimed national championship. I'm tired of listening to Alabama fans gripe about it, and I'd like to move on to 2018. Sounds about right. And if you have a solution to this, which still ends up with me winning a title at the end of every year because I'm not going to change this, go ahead. You can pass it along to someone who gives a damn, but a person who gives a damn is not in this room. It's SEC Media Day. Nick Saban, you're right. He was he was respectful. He was respectful. Nick Saban says the system isn't broken, and he's right. It's I've not heard him less him. respectful to that question. That, that's like asking a king if the caste system is broken. That's right. <laughs> this system where wow, which, you pulled that one. I'm out. just saying. I mean, this system at which where you are at the top of the system, Mister Saban, is this system broken? Hell no. He doesn't think it's broken. Of course he doesn't, because Nick Saban gets to walk into contention for the college football playoff every single year with his eyes closed. His team lost a game late in the year, 
and still made it in somehow, and many feel unjustifiably yeah. made it into the Final Four and won the whole thing. So uh, I, it doesn't Probably surprise. only because Irvin Meyer walked into it the previous year, probably deserved it more this year, and didn't because they were correcting the error they had made the previous year. It does not surprise me that Nick Saban said that. I do love, though, at the end of that, him basically saying, listen, I mean, I really don't care, but you better find someone who maybe does care. If you have a solution, you know, maybe you ought to give it to somebody who can do something about it, like conference commissioners and the NCAA leadership and people like that. I'm not in a position to do that. That is a them problem, not a my problem. No, but I like his answer because he wasn't saying you're an idiot. He was saying you're barking at the wrong tree. So he kind of was Sure, or he could do what Mike Gundy did yesterday and say, hey, listen, the system's broken. We should go to eight instead of four. I don't see him saying that. Well, of course not. Because it's because the king, they, the king doesn't look at the pauper and say, you know what? You're right. You should be equal. Well, because he doesn't care if Alabama makes what do you think they make from each game? Oh, so much money. Ten, twelve million? Something like that. Yeah, I I don't think he He's not going to get paid more. 844-225-5580. The text is 21232. You want to give your thoughts on what uh, Nick Saban had to say, uh, that question about UCF. Kyle Israel joins us on the show. Uh, he joins us every single week doing no, fo- this isn't football him yet, season. Though. Who's on the line here? Mark. We have a caller. Oh, I'm Kyle's sorry. going to call in. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, Mark. I'm confused uh, here. Mark, what's going on, man? <laughs> War Eagle. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Did I just say that? Yeah, uh, Nick Saban's uh, four and seven against nine win Auburn teams. So I mean, all that goes out the window. Of course, he doesn't acknowledge us. We're better than him. Uh, just saying. Uh, we're also better than UCF. They can take that tag off the plate. I don't know, Mark. I uh, I I, wa- I watched the I watched the Peach Bowl. You guys didn't look better than them in that Peach Bowl. That, that, that's that's laziness. Come what, on, dude. What's laziness? Auburn. That. That See, game. I mean, Mark, on, Mark, I want to ask you this because you're you're an Auburn fan, you're an SEC fan. Uh, I don't buy the garbage excuse that it's about focus and not caring about a game when SEC well, teams lose in bowl games. Dude. You don't win the title, man. You got to go through it. You got to go through it. Okay, so basically, like UCF, they don't make it through the SEC. Is that your point? You don't win it for like you know like like charades and like balloons and. Fireworks and shit like that. It's just an apple. All right, Mark. Okay, like you can't, can't, can't go that far on that. You can't, you can't cuss on the air, Mark. I was, I, I wanted to have an intelligent discussion with you, but you're an Auburn fan. Eight four four two two five 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 eight zero. Text too far. Oh, too far. I like it. I, Come on, up. the more intelligent. The guy students calls up. He, he cusses on my radio of, show. I'm sorry. Of the two Alabamas, the. Higher right. IQs go to Auburn. Let's right, at I'm least sorry. admit to that. Listen, I, I just I don't ever buy the excuse of well, I mean Auburn didn't care about that game. They didn't. And, by the way, I went to USF, so don't call <laughs> up and tell me that I'm just a UCF honk. I went to USF. I'm supposed to hate UCF, but I just think the whole it means more thing, and they were so devastated by not playing in the title game that those guys didn't show up. Look like they were playing pretty hard to me, but I guess every Auburn fan and SEC fan they have those special goggles that show effort. You know that when you look at <laughs> when you look like when you look at the the running back, it's like oh he's only running at eighty two percent. If he was playing Alabama, if those were Crimson Tide linebackers, he'd be running at a hundred percent. But UCF, he doesn't want to wear himself out for the NFL draft. A, eh? I just I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I I think the players didn't roll over. 
and this is like a year old conversation, but I but, know, but I know. it's so bad, isn't but, it? But most UCF fans I know who are in the realm of reality. They knew they were walking into a favorable position. Well, I mean, they caught a team that maybe the focus wasn't 100%, yeah. but you're telling me after halftime when that team is, hey, listen, these guys are playing with us. They're not focused coming There's back There's a reason out. why someone in the studio last week made a great joke, and that was the fact that England and Belgium were basically playing in the Peach Bowl, and yeah. they were both. Balling. I understand. Okay, so that Props point, that that point be, but that, that point is fine. All right, If you sure. want to say, all right, they didn't play with 100% effort, then i got to question the pride of Auburn's team. Then I got to question the pride of every single SEC team when they lose in a bowl game. If you want to argue, hey, we really didn't care, then I'm going to argue, all right, well, listen, you guys, you guys are gutless and they don't play with any pride then. Because every time you go out, you want to win. You can't, you just can't have it both ways. You kind of can. No, you can't. <laughs> it's either you have pride every time you take the field or you don't. Pride is a, pride I mean, is a all well, in all out it's thing. A, it's a well. It's almost accepted that if you are expected to win the national championship and you don't, that you have an opportunity. Wasn't that the situation with Baylor? Isn't that another incredible win by our boys, UCF? Didn't they win the Fiesta Bowl because Baylor didn't care at that point? Baylor was not as close in that. I think Baylor was like the 10th or 11th ranked team or something. But they had hope, and it kind of went out the door. You just, Do you think Baylor wanted to be playing UCF in the Fiesta Bowl? By no. the way, every time you lose a bowl game, the excuse can't be we don't care, and that's SEC is the I don't care guy. SEC, the SEC now has turned into the kid sitting in the back of the class that gets an F on the test during bowl season. That's and by the way, they win most of their bowl games, so I get it. All right, but the ones that they lose when they get the I F on the, the test, ACC beat them this year. Didn't when they? they get the F on the test, they look around, and they say it's all good. I don't care. That's what they do. Kyle Israel's coming up next, since I don't know what yeah, we're doing here. Yeah. All right, Kyle Israel next. We'll get his thoughts on that. Nick Saban coming. I liked your take. You're just angry about it. It's live. I'm not angry at so all. Angry. I'm passionate. Live, local, and loud. This is ESPN 580 Orlando's Live, Local, and Loud. Final segment of the night. It is Live, Local, and Loud here on ESPN 580 with Jerry Daniels, Heath Ziegler. I'm Nick Grunel with Snicky Football. Thanks for tuning in to us tonight. Uh, Texture writes into 21232. Clearly not an English major calling in from Auburn on that last segment. Clearly not. Uh, listen, I, I we're going to catch up with Kyle Israel here uh, in just a minute. I wanted to ask this trivia question to Jerry Daniels. Jerry loves trivia questions. I'm not um, very good at them. Forbes released the top 50 most valuable sports franchises. And you read this article every single year, don't you? It's a little old, well, though. I think it was released today, was it not? It was. It was, was released today. Oh, I thought yeah. it was earlier in the No, year. the new one was, was released, yeah, July 18th today. 29 of the 32 NFL teams made the cut oh, boy. in the top 50 teams. The number, the 50th most valuable franchise was the Cleveland Browns. So you know the Browns are, they yeah. were the final uh, NFL team Oakland. valued at Oakland's just over out. $2 billion. Who were the three teams that missed it? Oakland? No. Oakland's in? Oakland Are they in. pre-counting Vegas? Because they shouldn't. Okay, Oakland is in $2.38 billion. They were 34th. Okay, wow. All right, so uh, Jags? The Jags made the cut. What? They did. Okay, well, we all know that Carolina's in there. Yes, Carolina's in there because um, they're worth $2.3 billion. I don't know how you value Green Bay because they're publicly Green owned. Bay made the cut, 26th. Um. All right, so Kansas City? Three teams. Kansas City made the cut. You no, are, come on. You're right. You're bad at this. I'm really bad at this. All the California teams have to be in there. 
Are all the California teams in? They are all in. All right, so then who else we got left that's bad? Um, Baltimore's a big market. Starts with a B. Is it? Oh, is Baltimore in there? Baltimore's in there. I'm lost. Okay. Buffalo? Buffalo is one of oh, the teams. Oh, how did I not starts, think Buffalo? Starts with a B. Buffalo. Although they own their own stadium, so shouldn't that give them Buffalo something? Buffalo is, is now... The Browns okay. are worth $1.95 Which is funny because the owners of Buffalo are like the fifth richest of all the owners. Yeah, the Pagulas. Yeah. So Buffalo's one of them. Two more. Okay, so Buffalo... Um, Do-do-do-do-do. Um, man, this is rough. Um, New Orleans? New Orleans made the cut. How? Actually, New Orleans was 48. They're worth $2 billion exactly. Texans? No, they got to be in. Houston made the cut. Nashville? Nashville made the cut. The Tennessee Titans? Yeah. Well, that's Tennessee Titans okay. or Nashville. Come on. It's An not Ohio the two other Florida team. teams. An Ohio team. Not in the Browns. The Cincinnati Bengals are one of them. Wow, the Bengals did not make the cut. And the final team? Colts? Had two players in the prime of their career quit football rather than play for this team. <gasps> Detroit. Wow. The Motown Lions are baiting. out. Yeah, the Lions are out. Those are the three teams. They got a new stadium. The three least valuable teams in the NFL, Bills, Bengals, Lions. They did not make this list. Well, someone who knows a lot about being least valuable, Kyle Israel is on the line. No, 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 no. Hold on. We're not introducing <laughs> Kyle like that. We're not doing that, okay? That's not happening. That's not happening on this show. We're not doing that, Okay. Former UCF quarterback, our NFL. He had a grand opening for his restaurant. Our How NFL, many people in this room were invited? Our NFL and college football <laughs> insider analyst joins us every week. Kyle Israel's on the show. I'm not going to let him do you like that. What's up, Kyle? What's up, guys? Your I buddy Putin's been in the nose a lot this week, Kyle. Jerry, oh, no. <laughs> uh, I don't even know why I come on with you sometimes. All right, real quick, I want to replay you the Saban comments. Can you replay the Saban comments? Yeah, we all will. Right, uh, so Nick Saban said this today, Kyle, uh, when asked, and we'll have the full question in here, too, about UCF season last year. Uh, you had a shared national title under the BCS with LSU. Some would say after they made the playoff that you shared last year with UCF. Now, I know you've been critical of their claim because of the system that's in place, but isn't that an indication that maybe the system is broken again? Uh, I don't think the system is broken. So you're entitled to your opinion. I'm entitled to mine. Uh, we played a very difficult schedule and, and, you know, lost one game and played against a great Clemson team and a great Georgia team, and nobody else beat both those teams to get where we got. So you can make whatever claim you want to make, and everybody's entitled to do that. But I'm proud of what our team accomplished. I'm not responsible for the system that we're in, uh, and I don't think it's broken. And I think they got the best teams in the playoff, and um, we're, we were happy to be a part of it. So um, that's my opinion. You're entitled to yours. I'm not going to get in an argument about it. So if you have a solution, you know, maybe you ought to give it to somebody who can do something about it, like conference commissioners and the NCAA leadership and people like that. I'm not in a position to do that. So that was Nick Saban. Well, if you have a solution, you better find <laughs> someone who gives a damn about it. <laughs> Kyle, what are your thoughts on that? Well, for Nick Saban to say that he has no influence on the system in college football, that's asinine because that guy has more of an influence than anybody uh, will ever give him credit for. But, you know, I think that uh, Coach Saban was um, ready to answer that question. I think uh, he knew that that was going to come. He answered it, I think, as well as he probably could have without just completely shutting down. Um, But at the end of the day, you know, I think I do think the system is broken to some extent. Um, and not just because 
uh, I'm an alumnus of UCF that's outside the Power Five. I think there's a lot of teams, coaches, presidents, and athletic directors inside the Power Five that would tell you that this needs to this this playoff needs to be expanded to eight. Um, and I think you know Nick Saban had some good points. They did beat Clemson. They did beat Georgia. Um, they earned that national championship outright. I think if if you uh, you know, there's no quote that you're going to find from Danny White that says that Alabama is not the national champions. I think that we're just uh, obviously trying to um, do what we've been able to do, which is create a, a buzzsaw of conversation around the playoff system. But um, I see Nick Saban's side. I don't disagree with him. Um, but at the same time, I think Nick Saban's a little bit more influential on college football than he wants to give himself credit for publicly. Yeah, there's a lot of woe is me there. Well, this like this is just a big old system here. I'm just a football coach in <laughs> Tuscaloosa, Alabama. We play a little pigskin here for <laughs> Alabama. I, that's that's. I think you're right. That bit is a little worn out in my mind, Kyle. Uh, Mike Gundy, the head coach at Oklahoma State, said yesterday during his press conference or teleconference, uh, he'd like to see the college football playoff go to eight teams with, of course, the five power conference winners, two wild cards, and a group of five winner. Is that enough representation for the group of five in your mind, Kyle? I know that you know, you're know you a USF guy. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, you're a UCF guy. I'm a USF guy. But one team for the entire group of five, is that enough for a system for the group of five? Uh, I think it's enough for the next step. I, I, you know, Take what you can get, huh? Yeah, let's let's take what we can get. If you told me that there was going to be a shot for a group of five team to get into a playoff that would allow them to play for the national championship, compared to what we have now and have had for so many years prior, I'd be happy with that, honestly. Um, whether we grow beyond that remains to be seen. I think that what most college football fans would see uh, in the leadership across the country, both in conferences uh, and universities, I think that the fan base, the fans across the country, certainly out in the Pac-12, certainly in the Big 12 with the way that the playoffs have fallen the last couple seasons, may see, may see that an expansion beyond eight teams uh, in the future is something that will make college football that much more exciting. There's just so many teams, Nick. At the end of the day, if you think about it and you look at the landscape across the country, there are so many Power 5 teams in this country that will never have an opportunity to play in the playoff system, uh, either because they're never going to be able to recruit. This recruiting engine that is college football, it's just so geared uh, to the top teams in the country with the top exposure, the top facilities, that all the middle of the pack teams, uh, you look at all these teams in the SEC East out of Florida and Georgia, I don't know that anybody in the SEC East is ever going to win a national championship in the next 15 or 20 years the way that this system is set up. So it is in my opinion, at four teams, an elitist system. Um, and even eight teams may not even uh, be able to level the playing field, to, per se. However, if, if we were given an at-large bid for the group of five, I think for the time being, most group of five conference team, conferences and teams would be ecstatic. At least there's an opportunity. And when you go into a kid's high, sc- or high school or home, in the recruiting process, you can say, hey, no matter what, there is some level of a chance for a national championship if you're a uh, Group of Five contender, and, and that's all you can ask for at this point. Uh, earlier in the week, we talked to Michael Mads. He's the Victory Sportsbook Manager for Victory 1 and 2 out there at Port Canaveral, and he broke down the new 
ISI lines for college football. This is might be interesting to you. Um, at this point, the Vegas odds for UCF winning a national championship in 2019 are better than FSU, the Gators, Texas A&M, and Nebraska. Wow. I think when you look at that, Jerry, it goes to show that with an undefeated season, coming off an undefeated season, and with the impact that this quote-unquote national championship campaign um, has had, it's clearly had an effect on the books. Because what other year would you see UCF with better odds to win a national championship? Yeah, they're 15-1. Let's say Florida State. 15-1 is pretty incredible odds for UCF to win a national championship. I hope that shows that if we're able to go undefeated or if we get to game 8, 9, or 10 in the season when these first playoff football rankings come out, that that means there is a shot for us to be in contention uh, if we're undefeated at that, that time to get into the playoff. I don't think that it would happen unless we went undefeated and won a conference championship and won some of those out-of-conference games um, in, a, in a big fashion against Pitt and North Carolina and FAU. Um, but those odds are pretty incredible considering where UCF was uh, two years, two or three years ago, um, not winning a football game to be 15 to one odds to win a national championship in 2019, I think says a lot uh, about where the program is today. He is Kyle Israel, joins us every single week during football season to break down college and NFL for us. Kyle, man, really do appreciate the time. We'll catch up with you next week. Thanks, guys. 42 days away. 42 days. Uh, Kyle I knew Israel. it was 40. It was forty something. Always good to catch up with him. Uh, we'll have we'll have Thursday. We're actually going to have Thursday night football on ESPN five eighty yeah. this year. So we're gonna we might have to move. And excited. We'll a bit. we'll have some high school football coming up. Yeah. Uh, talk with that Heath will be putting up with us again this season. Again, if you want to follow him, do so at Heath Zig on Twitter. That's going to do it for us tonight. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back on Friday. Off tomorrow here on ESPN five eighty Orlando.